All right, welcome to the show. Welcome to Too Much Coffee, episode 13. It's a sad day because my co-host Kevin cannot be here today. He's busy. He's uh, moving. He's got a lot of stuff going on. So it's just a little on me today, but I'm glad you decided to listen to the show. Listen, we appreciate you. Don't forget that you can listen to the show on Spotify. You can listen to it on uh, Good Pods or Podchaser or um, Apple Podcasts. We would love for you to go uh, to YouTube and check out the show. Uh, subscribe to the channel, like, comment, let us know what you think. We like to have conversations with the fans. So let us know what you think so we can uh, talk back and forth in the comments. And uh, that's a lot of fun. So anyway, thanks for stopping by. Now today is a treat because I have a special guest Brett and Crystal from Scary Savannah and Beyond are going to be on the show today talking about their podcast and uh, ghost stories and the city of Savannah and why it's a haunted and scary place and about their trips to Vegas and all kinds of fun stuff. So stick around uh, to the end of the podcast for that. But before we get into it, I got a few uh, news items that I thought we would talk about today. I was going to do When Bands Blew It. But uh, Kevin's not here, so I think I'm going to wait till next week. Okay, we're going to pick that back up next week when bands blew it, which was a lot of fun. I love that segment. I love music in general, so I just love to dive in and read about these bands who, you you know, you have a band and, like, they're so good and they're so talented. Everything comes together, but they just can't get along, and you just shake your head. It's so sad. Um and sometimes it's hilarious. So anyway, we'll we'll get back to when bands blew it next week. But before we get to Brett and Crystal, let's look at a few little interesting news items. Uh, one thing that uh, did make me chuckle. All right, I've got this story here. <laughs> this story has a great visual. So if you get a chance, just Google the headline. Bored security guard draws eyes on a 740,000-pound painting in the gallery. <laughs> it's got the visual. If you're not looking, if you're not going to look it up, just imagine like a sort of a very um, a, like a nice-looking painting, a sophisticated painting, but the faces are blank. And so this security guard got bored. Guarding a museum, I'm sure, is extremely boring work. You're just walking around all the time doing nothing. It's quiet. There all night, and uh, you know, I guess he decided uh, he was gonna entertain himself. So, the story says a security guard has been fired after defacing a valuable modern art painting on his, fir oh, <laughs> his first day. <laughs> oh, I missed that part. Forget about it being boring. Uh, the first day, how much of a mess up can you be to, to do this on your first day on the job? The artwork was insured for 74.9 million rubles, the equivalent of 740,000 pounds, and was on display in the Yeltsin Center uh, in uh, Russia. Uh, the damage believed to have occurred on de December 7, 2021, when the security guard is accused of drawing eyes with ballpoint pen on two of the three faceless figures in the painting. <laughs> and that's literally what it is. If you look at the picture, it's a blank face with two. If you just take a pen, you put on a piece of paper and start making circles. That's exactly what it looks like. But the employee who'd worked for a private security company and is in his 60s is said to have been sacked. Oh, you don't say. It's said to have been sacked since his identity was discovered this week. This poor guy looks like he might get fined 40,000 rubles and a one-year correctional labor sentence. Oof. I thought that was <laughs> that's pretty funny. I would love to do an interview with this guy and see what was going on in his head. Like, 
you know, what what was it? It was just, did you just think like, man, I'm 60. Uh, I'm too old for this crap. This is boring. I hate this job. And you just decided to YOLO. Screw it. They're never going to see it. Who cares? Guess what? They saw it. I've got this other story here. So this is both awesome and funny when you watch the video. The headline is hilarious to me. I don't know who Dave is. You know, this is from the Brit Awards, so it's a, some sort of British musician. But the headline says, Watch Dave play a flamethrower guitar solo at Brit Awards 2022. So what happened was this guy, and if you watch the video, they're all on stage, and there's fire everywhere, and it's a choir singing. It's very epic. And this one guy is playing the guitar, and all of a sudden, flames start shooting out the end of his guitar like a flamethrower. He turned his guitar into a flamethrower. But what's funny is, I mean, that's epic and awesome to shoot flames. I mean, that's like a kiss move to shoot flames out of the end of your guitar. But you watch the video and like the guy is very calm. He's standing there. His guitar is at a very reasonable height. He's very calmly standing in place, not moving too much, playing his guitar solo, not not burning it up, just playing a guitar solo. And then, you know, every once in a while, flames <laughs> shoot out of his guitar. And it's like, man, if you come with flames coming out of your guitar, like, I get it. They probably, you know, maybe insurance and like everybody backstage is like, you have to stand completely still. Do not mess around. I don't want this thing to explode. I don't want you to be covered in whatever this thing uses to shoot flames out the guitar. So stand still and be safe. So he's just standing still and he's got this rig on and flames shoot out every once in a while. So... I don't know. It's it's it sounds awesome, and you watch the video, and it's like, oh well, I don't know. That's kind of cool, I guess. <laughs> if you're gonna have the man shoot flames out of his guitar, I, come on, have him jump around, have him like do some Jimi Hendrix stuff where you're just losing it on stage and freaking out, throwing your guitar around and 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 getting on your knees and just getting lost in it, shred it like Prince. All right, as you know, we, we enjoy talking about NFTs on this show. It's a joke that uh, I think Kevin's not here, but uh, I think I can safely say that he hates NFTs, <laughs> like just in general. You know, I, I have mixed feelings about NFTs. It, they're basically ridiculous right now, but that doesn't seem to be going anywhere. And that's only made more uh, clear by this news story. It says... Um, NFT platform OpenSea hits a record $3.5 billion in monthly Ethereum volume. So think, just let that, soak that in. One month. Now, OpenSea is a marketplace where people, you know, uh, sell NFTs. One month, Ethereum volume is, is $3.5 billion in a month. That is absolutely mind blowing. NFTs, you've seen these. You've seen NFTs. Op, uh, board, board, apes, yacht club, cyberpunks, cyberpunks, the punks. You know the pixelated punks. All these monkeys, all these lions, all these penguins, all these NFTs, and they're doing three and a half billion dollars in a month. There's just no way that this can it can stay this way, right? This has to be vastly over overvalued. I mean, how much are these 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 NFTs are selling for so much money right now? How much could they possibly be worth in five years? 
Is this are they going to end up being like the Mona Lisa? Maybe a few of them will be. Maybe a few of them will always be worth something. Three and a half billion. That's incredible. Well, anyway, they're they're taking that money and they're they're getting into the venture capital game. It seems like a lot of these NFT sites are doing this. Where now they're making so much money that they're sitting around like we got to do something with this. So they're financing NFT projects. They're financing game projects. They're trying to put NFTs out in as many places as they can. I think NFTs definitely have a future in games. There probably will be a few NFTs that will maybe be valuable for a very long time, kind of like if you have a copy of Action Comics number one. But for the most part, all these lame NFTs, they cannot be worth something in in five years. But anyway, I just thought it was interesting, just the amount of money, just the absolute amount of money that they're doing. All right, I I, I got to tell you this too. This is, you know that Snoop is doing the Super Bowl. Dr. Dre, Snoop Dogg, Eminem, Mary J. Blige, probably some other people. And we talk about Snoop on the show sometimes. He's just what? He's just an interesting. <laughs> he's Snoop. You know Snoop. He's like, he's ridiculous, but a legend, but hilarious, and he's doing stuff with Martha Stewart, and he's uh, high all the time. He's Snoop. And, uh, you know, in a very Snoop-like maneuver, he put out, he's about to put out a record. I guess this song is on the record. He put out this song. You've all watched Curb Your Enthusiasm. You know the theme song, right? Do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do
In the film, I'm on my way down in terms of a, of a career, but, and as I come out of a premiere of another action movie, I'm not happy with that I've been living in hotels the past 30 years, which is actually true. We're going to bring real-life elements from my life and what happened to me. I came from Belgium all the way to Hollywood. I succeeded. I failed. I came back. So I'm walking out on the street after the premiere, and boom, a car hits me because I'm drunk. And when I wake from the impact, I don't know what my name is, and no one recognizes me. So this is going to be his final movie. What's my name? That's the name of this movie. What's my name? I don't know about you, but I love Jean-Claude Van Damme. I could do a whole show about Jean-Claude Van Damme. I was going to talk about Facebook a little bit, but yeah, I'm not going to talk about it. It's something about, uh, you know, Facebook. They're saying we might have to shut down in Europe because it has to do with uh, data protection laws when European information is sent to servers in the United States and Blah, blah, blah. I'm sure they'll work it out because Facebook made $6.8 billion from Europe last year. So I'm sure they'll work it out. But anyway, all right, that's been the news. By the way, if you're listening to this on YouTube, if I could get you to just click that like button, I'd appreciate it. Now we've got uh, our special guest, Scary Beyond Savannah, a podcast about uh, paranormal activity and true crime. We'll go ahead and talk to the hosts, Brett and Crystal Lay. Welcome to the show. Thanks for coming, by the way. Well, thank, thank you. you for having us. We have the we have the get the I almost said the guests, but we have the hosts of Scary Savannah and Beyond on the show today. This is perfect because my uh, co-host is gone. I don't. He's doing. He's doing. He's uh, moving. Actually, he had to move out, move to another uh, another place, got a new job, so he's busy right now, so he couldn't be on the show. But that'll do it. Uh, I'm glad to be talking to you, fine folks, today with your wonderful voice, as we already brought up. <laughs> Well, I do what I can. So if I, I, uh, I work on books like children's books and stuff. So if I ever need someone to read a book, I'll have to get in contact with you. Oh yeah. I'm that on would be awesome. Yeah. I'm looking into that voice acting already. And he did say he wanted to be a voice actor. Yeah. What you could so do? I, I, I write, we, well, we actually both write. We both, uh, she's nearly completed her trilogy of books and, uh, but, um, I'm far more of a idea guy, idea man. <laughs> That's what, what kind I of books? Do. Mine is like murder mystery, Southern Gothic. His Makes is, sense. Yeah, I've got like six books in the works in right head. now. Well, no, I've written a lot of some of them. It's just uh, <laughs> I have so many things going on because I was in a band and uh -huh. um, I got burnt out in that because we were playing four and five nights a week. And uh, mm. it was on top of a real job. On top of a real job and on top of having four kids. And mm. then I'm like, Shoot. you know what? I want to do a podcast because I just have my hand on my <laughs> You didn't have enough to do. Head. And, right. uh, and I told her, and she was like, she listened to podcasts quite a bit before that. And she's huge into true crime, which is why we cover true crime episodes. And she'll write all those scripts. And I, I basically sit there and react to them as they happen, because that's how I roll, you know, a true crime. Yeah. And I, I don't know where my stories are going. I've got one that's a dystopian story. I've got one that's a murder mystery. I've got one that's a, like a rock space funk band that lands in Alabama. You know, I got all this stuff going on. <laughs> you know, if you if you combine all these stories, uh, parts of stories into one, you might have something funky going Here's on. Nah, I got a whole something anthology crazy. going. And I could go. probably get it on Shudder someday, yes. too, you know, because that's my new favorite channel. What's uh, Shudder, what's that? It, it's an app that it's a horror movies and stuff. So, but I go and try to find like the most B great horror movies there are. Yes. And it's, it's fun to watch. They've and, got really good ones. Yeah. I love good, schlock. 
I like bad action <laughs> movies, bad like schluck. Yeah. I read something today about uh, John Claude Van Damme is going to make his last movie. He's sixty-one. He was still alive. <laughs> oh well, he makes this like he makes these sort of meta sport. these like these meta movies now where he's it's it's sort of about himself as well as the story. Like he inserts yeah. himself in the story. He had this movie uh, show series I think back in two thousand eight called JCVD, and it was okay. sort of like just about him, but also. Yeah. Anyway, and, and this new movie is kind of the same. It's like, it's both me and I'm a character in a movie. And he's like, this is my last one. And then I'm just going to, I bought a boat. I'm just going to sail around the world. That's what he said. <laughs> yeah. It wasn't he like take a ballerina or something, you know, or a dancer. He wasn't actually a martial arts guy until he got into the movies. A ballerina? I don't know if it's oh a ballerina. Maybe it was a interpretive dance. I don't know, but um, I, I don't think he was a martial artist per se until he got into the movies. Well, now that you said that, I've got to look it up. Yeah, yeah, I, I think I could do an entire show about him up. and his movies. Yeah, <laughs> but I, I'm in sales, so I can pretty much convince anybody of anything. So. Okay, okay. <laughs> you know what, sales, if I could go back in time, I have an art degree from uh, in yeah. college, <clears throat> which is useless, really. But if I could go back in time, I would do marketing or something like that. Yeah, because it's, it's very useful. All these like podcasts and other stuff I do, marketing is like the most important thing on the planet. If you can't it market is. online, you are invisible. I know. Exactly. And that's, it's a very competitive uh, place to be in. Well, right now. Yeah, it's gotten huge. Yeah. You can be out on Twitter and just, you can run your mouth all day, send a thousand tweets a day, blah, blah, blah. And absolutely nothing can happen. Exactly. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And like I did a tweet a few days ago, which was totally innocuous. I thought like nothing to it. And it, it stinking blew up and we got yeah. like 30, 30 followers from it. And like 11 retweets, which is insane because ours yeah. don't do anything like that. And then oh, this one does that. Use the magic hashtags. I don't know. I found that right person. Yeah. I'm sort yeah. of hoping that my tweets reach Stephen King at some point and he'll be like, wait a second, this guy's a genius. <laughs> you know I what? I was... Him. I was going to bring up that uh, your wife was wearing a Stephen King shirt. I checked, you know, I looked at your guys' yeah. uh, Twitter stuff before before the show, and I noticed yeah. that she's wearing an I Love Stephen King uh, shirt in her Stephen profile King picture. Rules. Oh, there you go. There you go. There yeah. you go. And that actually it's comes actually from Monster Squad. Yeah, from an old horror movie from back when I, I don't know how old you are, but I'm 43. I'm 39. Okay, so you're close. So you might yeah. remember it then. Uh, there was an I'm old basically movie 40. I'll be 40 Squad. next month. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't know. Yeah, and and one of the characters in that movie wears that shirt. Yeah. So, and she loves Stephen I do King love Stephen too. King. So that it it just worked. I read everything. He comes out with like two books a year. It's crazy. Yeah, it's sickening, really. Somebody well, be so prolific. I've heard obviously I've heard about Stephen King my whole life. Everything he's ever made has been made into like uh, two or three uh, movies and TV series. Yes. And I've never read a Stephen King book. So oh, my should. wife and I went to um, oh what's it called Wayne's. Waynesville. Yes. We went to Waynesville, a place in Georgia. Yeah. And we were, uh, we were just driving around and we saw this giant sign that said something like 250,000 plus books. So we turned <laughs> went down the road and we kept driving and we're like, I don't see a bookstore or anything. So turned back around, we were driving back and then down in like this hole, it really just looked like some old, like abandoned house. But we're like, that's gotta be it. So we pulled in and it's this, it's this building, this old building. You walk in, and it is absolutely completely filled with books from the floor to the, like literally from the floor to the ceiling. And yeah, the, we call the, that Goodwill here in Georgia. That's exactly <laughs> what it was, but all books. <laughs> yeah. And the um, the aisles were so. Now I'm a 
you can see me. Uh, I'm kind of a skinny guy. I could barely get through the the aisles. Like they were so tight. Wow, I've never seen anything like it. And you feel like if if just one thing went wrong, if you sneezed in the wrong place, <laughs> everything would go down and take you with it. But I was walking around there and I saw a Stephen King section. It had all these Stephen King books. And I thought, I've, I haven't heard about Stephen King my whole life. Everybody says Stephen, King, Stephen King's amazing. So I need to pick something up. So yeah. I ended up getting uh, Misery and uh, something else. So I haven't read them yet, but they're on my shelf and I'm about to read my first Stephen King book ever. Definitely read them. Pretty excited yeah. about it. Which good. one would you recommend oh, if you were picking a first one? First one, I don't know. But Under the Dome was epic. Yeah, the TV show was absolute trash, but the oh. actual novel Under the Dome was it's really huge good. Though. Oh, and uh, 11, 22, 63. Oh, that's that great. one was amazing. That's about John I've never heard Kennedy. Of that. Oh my gosh, huh. you got to read it. Yeah. It, oh, it, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like he tries to go back in time and stop the assassination of what? John F. Kennedy. It's that's Stephen so King? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Time traveling. And they even mm. made it into a like a series on, I don't even know what. Yeah. what it was on. I mean, he writes, it's it not so just horror. I mean, that's still yeah. sort of a horror kind of book, but he even writes like, he's got this Game of Thrones like book called, what is it, like Eye of the Dragon or something? Eye of the Dragon. And it's almost a kid's book, but Yeah, not it's not quite. like anything else he's huh. ever written. But, I would even let a kid read that one. It yeah. has nothing and in it. That so wouldn't. he's got some really good stuff. You know, not just all of it is people getting eaten by werewolves. Joyland, that one was great. Yeah, that was great. I think one stumbling block is that I know his books are gigantic. Now I, I'm a reader well, and I like to read. Joyland, it's short. Okay. Joyland is like really easy to read. It's an easy read. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Joyland. I'll have to remember that. I'll listen to this again uh, when I'm editing it. So I'll definitely write that <laughs> down. That part out right there. You know. cool. <laughs> <laughs> That's what I do. <laughs> um, yeah. There was some thread about, do you listen to your show? And it's like, yeah, I listen to it three times while I'm editing. So yeah, exactly. And it's by the time I'm done with it, I I'm never like, listen. I, I don't want to hear it. Well, then you don't know what it is. I make you sound like, I know I have no idea. Well, I listened to one episode the other day. This is why I always sound like the smart one on the show. It's like, a were you, were you saying uh, recently that you, you spend an enormous time editing your podcast? You're like ridiculous real, amount of time. He does. Yeah, yeah, He's yeah, really yeah. anal about it. I am. Uh, I love dealing with audio and I've got the settings pretty much where I like them, but I still go in and cut out. If I have a space that, you know, for most people sounds conversational, yeah. I just, I hate seeing empty spots on my timeline. So I'm sitting right. there and I'm cutting out spaces. I'm cutting out ands and ums. I don't cut them all out because then it wouldn't sound like robots, but I, I'll we'll record about an hour episode and then I might spend three to four hours editing it. And right. I just started doing the video on this morning and I'm having to teach myself Premiere. And I did used to edit 15 years ago or so on Final Cut Pro. So I know how to do video editing, but it's been so long and it's a different program. I had to relearn shortcuts and finally got it figured out. Talked to a producer friend of mine and it's uh, it's coming together. So we're hopefully going to post our first video podcast Hopefully tomorrow <laughs> at the same time that we post the audio version. So this is a scary Savannah video podcast. Yes. yes. Scary Savannah. Exciting. And Very we cool. Are we had to record it twice because yeah. it turns camera out problems. I have Uh-oh. issues with doing things properly. You know, it's a whole thing. My camera recorded <laughs> in slow motion the whole yeah. time. So it it's just me moving epic. like it had been like me talking and being like, Crystal, so <laughs> what did you think about the uh the Marshall house? And it'd be like she's slow motion walking away from a car explosion. <laughs> you know. Huh. Like a, like an action hero. Uh-huh. So. Yeah, like, Je- like Jean Claude. Yeah, I got gotcha. you. Yeah. yeah, exactly. 
I the video walk away from a blowing up car before. I would love to do a video podcast at some point. We put our stuff yeah. up on YouTube, and I just use a, a still image. I really yeah. like YouTube, and if I if I want if I were going to grow anywhere, I'd like to grow on YouTube. I don't know if that's the right move or not, but well, uh, that's what I we're think doing. So. I mean, that's that's why we're going for it. I just figure there's so many people. It's like the second largest social media site. Yeah, and people. Oh, it's one of our co-hosts, Layla. Hey, um, they they love to see video content. I mean, uh, we yeah. upload our audio podcast to YouTube too, but we don't get a lot of listens through that. We get quite a few through our RSS feed, obviously. Right. And uh, I think people just want to see something happening. So we've got a multicam video. We're using three angles, one on me, yes. one on her, a wide angle. Might bring a drone in at some point, fly over the building. You know. <laughs> no real reason. You know why you'd be the first podcast ever. Just have somebody in the corner working a drone at all time and getting yeah. uh, interesting and angles. We'll even see the drone footage. We'll just have one of the cameras aimed at the guy operating the drone. So you know that we're using the drone. And you know, it's never a- explain it. They're just, and the people just say, Why do you cut to some guy playing with a remote control car? Exactly. What's he doing? So you know exactly what I mean. You know. <laughs> Add an element of the surreal to your podcast. Yeah. Have like three or four people standing around in black suits and ties with sunglasses on, just standing there stoic for like the full hour, not moving at all. Act like we don't see them. It's really almost too easy. Tell me a little bit about your podcast, what you talk about, and how it got started. You want to do that, Crystal? Well, we talk about um, true crime and ghost stories from all over Savannah and all over the world. We even went to France. Well, <laughs> no, we didn't actually go. We talked about a story in France. Yeah. And um, we also do um, legends. Yeah. And we did this because he always has great ideas. Yeah. I'm and an idea man. He likes ghosts and I like true crime. So we thought we'd combine it. Yeah. And, and the real reason it started was because, like I told you, I was in a band and I got a little burnout from us playing around the area so much. Because I don't know if you've ever done that before or not, but usually when you're playing around in the music scene around here in most places, uh, you got to be there. You usually start around eight or nine o'clock and you're not done till about you play a four hour set. You're not done till like one or two in the morning and then you got to break your stuff down and drive home. Then I'm going to get home till three and you do that four and five times a week and you're over the age of 40. Um, I just get tired and burn out. So I was like, I can't do this anymore. So our band disbanded. And I really wanted to do some sort of project with Crystal. And I, I've always liked audio, uh, audio podcasts. Uh, I listen to audio horror drama podcasts quite a bit. That's basically what I'm listening to when I'm, you know, not listening to my music. And I said, well, we could do that. I think it'd be fun for us to do a project together. So, and we live in the scariest city in well, the most haunted, most haunted city, city in the world. Scariest city might be somewhere in the Midwest, but uh, the idea came to me and, um, she worked with me. She actually came up with a name for the podcast and we just went from there. The so, name came for, yeah. 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 She, well, I, I was thinking scary Savannah, but we didn't want I thought to that would be limited. Yeah. We didn't want to, you know, pigeonhole and get ourselves like tied into just one thing because even though we're loaded with ghost stories here and there's actually a lot of true crime stuff in this area too, but eventually you run out of that no matter how much you got. Right. And I wanted right. to be able to talk about, you know, a, a thing I'm really fascinated with is uh, the Appalachian mountains and the ghost and the folklore and everything up there. And I wanted to be able to talk about, if we wanted to go to the 
Salem, Massachusetts, for example, somewhere we actually want to physically go and do a show about. And we want to visit the Lizzie Borden house. And so it would. What a great excuse work. to travel. You're like, oh, it's for the podcast. Oh, oh yeah. We have, to go, like, we have to go here and there and here and there. Yeah. As it turns out, for some reason, we got to go to Ireland. We I go to like why. a lot of fancy dinners downtown just for research purposes. Yeah, <laughs> we do. It's very important and we have to go there. Otherwise, we don't feel authentic. You know, believe it or not, Aruba has so many ghosts and so many haunted buildings. We have to go down there and check yeah, it out. Yeah, we could do it. We could do a joint venture. I mean, you can come down there and you know come with us, and, and we'll write it all. Yes, it and it'll just be you know a very informative time to help our listeners understand the true depths of the paranormal and tropical locations. <laughs> tropical locations. Listen, ghosts are in places you have you didn't know, you had no idea. Rome. Uh, yeah. sandals, Jamaica, they're all <laughs> over the place. It's, it's, it's weird how that works. And I'm just trying to bring awareness to it. You know? Yes. Well, I, I didn't realize that Savannah like bragged about being the, one of the most haunted, uh, cities uh, in the United States, I guess I was Googling yeah. and say, Oh, look, that's what it's they the call first themselves. Thing they tell you when you get here. Yeah. It, we yeah. are not the, one of the most. You it's ask the, anybody they, here, we they, are the most. Yeah, they say they're the most. And it's because, well, I think one of the reasons is the historical significance of Savannah. Most of the cities in the Southeast were destroyed in the Civil War when Sherman marched to the sea. Mm -hmm. And when he got to Savannah, the people here were smart enough to go out and meet him in advance before he got here. And they said, you know, we'll surrender. Right. And don't destroy the city. And so he didn't, and they took it captive. And so we still have a lot of uh, very old buildings, I guess, in mm -hmm. relation to like, you know, the places we really need to go visit like Rome and such, mm -hmm. they're mm -hmm. not that mm -hmm. old, but as far as the Southeast is concerned, United States, we have some of the oldest buildings here. Uh, it feels old when you drive around Savannah, all the buildings that look like they could be plucked right out of, uh, oh, what's that movie? Uh, Scarlet O'Hara. the wind. Yes. Yeah. You look like you'd be plucked right out of, uh, it, it would not look out of place in Gone with the Wind. That's what the, a lot of the houses yeah. look like. And, and we, we and have everywhere the, you go, you're stepping on dead bodies. Like everything's built over. Oh my gosh. Everything. Woo, that needs to be on the website. <laughs> we should. Welcome yeah, we to should Savannah. Everywhere you step, you're stepping over a dead body. Driving over them, which just freaks me oh, out. Oh man. Please visit our restaurants and bars. <laughs> I went on, um, I went down there. I had a friend who lived in Savannah. <clears throat> I went to visit him one time. Uh, happened to be sent. We didn't go down there for St. Patrick's Day, but it was St. Patrick's Day. Oh, so that was we a went mistake. out. And it was, that was a big crazy. mistake. It was crazy. Yeah. It was yeah. scary in a different people. way. Yeah. 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 We have for St. Patrick's Day, I think it's the third largest, the third largest celebration the in the entire country. I mean, wow. I think we're only behind like Boston and New York, yeah. I think. Wow. They have a office in the historic district of Savannah where all they do is plan the St. Patrick's Day parade. <laughs> yes, they, they spend the whole year planning the next year's parade. Huh. Well, at it's least crazy. they used to. And then they are, COVID they're going to do it this year. Oh, they are going to mm -hmm. do it. Yeah. It's just going to be scaled back. They're not going to allow liquor on the streets or something, I believe. Well, then why even go? I know. It's like, it's going to, like, people are going to be so angry. It's a shame. What a shame. Yeah. Because you can usually walk around with your alcohol downtown, so people are not going to be happy about that. Yeah. You had to buy a special wristband during the, uh, the festivities, though. Mm -hmm. they're so not they're going to make some money out now. of it somehow. Give the people who are listening a, a sense of the kind of uh, stories that you tell. So maybe you could tell me a ghost story. 
Oh, we can definitely do that. But I think if you want to know the scariest thing, uh, we'll tell you the one about the Marshall House because that's one where we actually were physically assaulted by a ghost. Well, I was, yeah. Well, well I, I wasn't assaulted, yeah. but I did. So this this is the story about the Marshall House. Do you want to? You can tell them. Okay. The Marshall House is on Broughton Street in Savannah, and it's a hotel. It's an inn now or a hotel. I don't know what they exactly call it. I think it's an inn. And it was, it's been there for a very long time. So it was there during the Civil War. It uh, predated the Civil War, actually. And it had been used as a hospital during the Civil War where, you know, the soldiers came in there and they were treated. Obviously, there were amputations. There were people dying there uh, during the, we've had yellow fever epidemics in Savannah, which were, you know, would wipe out people. We had a lot of issues with that through the years. So there's been a lot of heartache and hardship in Savannah, which also gives people reason to believe that we have a lot of ghosts here. So the story about this hotel is the main thing is, is that it's haunted by the ghosts of the Civil War soldiers that died. A story has been told about it. And I don't know how much credence there, you know, it has to being true. But that when they were renovating this hotel to make it back into a place people could stay, they found the bones of Civil War soldiers buried in the basement. So, and so, in walls, and in walls. You know, we they, they ran out of space to bury people, so they were just burying them everywhere. Yeah, just stick oh them in a the mailbox, yeah. you know, under just, floors you know, and wow, stick them behind a the curtain, you know, just wherever you can put a dead body. Yeah, and. So we said, you know, we want to go stay there as one of our research trips. You know, we yeah. got to go there. So mm-hmm. we picked the most haunted room in the house. 414. Lot, it has a lot of history there of multiple haunted rooms. So we stayed in room 414 and I took our Zoom recorder that we use for field recording. I took a, a video camera that can record in infrared and I was going to set it up. Huh video us while we sat there but it would not work i could not get it to function i couldn't get the video camera to function although our voice recorder did so the, ca- the camera just wouldn't work would not it, work. it couldn't link up to their wi-fi even though i had the password and it should have worked it just would okay. not so huh. we're going to invest in something a little nicer hopefully on the yeah. next time we stay somewhere but we set all that up we went out had our dinner came back and went to bed in room 414. And as we were asleep, uh, we we left the TV on because I'm terrified of the dark. And, uh, you know, <laughs> I, can, I, I can only turn the lights <laughs> that's off. That's a good, that's a good um, uh, trait for someone who, yeah, you know, covers hauntings. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm extremely brave in the sense that I just showed up. So <laughs> I, he I wouldn't like, do it without me for sure. No, no actually, honestly, it's perfect because if you've ever watched those ghost story, like TV shows and stuff, yeah. They really are like, what was that? <gasps> yeah, and they're sitting in the dark. It's like <laughs> Zach Bagans. He's like, hey, what is wrong with you? All it is is Satan. Come on. You know it's not a big deal. And then, then the other guy's like, I don't know why I'm being paid minimum wage to hold a camera. But anyways, uh, we stayed in the room and uh, I left the TV on and it was cold because it's been cold. To, cold to us around here is like if it gets in the 50s, yeah. I'm, I'm cold. Yeah. So we had the heat on uh, pretty high and went to bed. And we left the TV on. And then around, I think it was around two o'clock, I, I woke up and I was laying on the bed and uh, I lay on the left side. She lays on the right side. And I had my arm laying out across the bed and I felt something grab my arm right above my wrist, almost like it was, it didn't feel like it was grabbing it hard, but something grabbed it. And I felt it like 
trying to tug my arm almost like I thought it was trying to pull me off the bed, but it was, it was sort of a gentle tug and it was grabbing. And so that woke me up and I was, you know, freaked out and, um, I managed to go back to sleep. So I rolled over and said, okay, I'm just going to act like that didn't happen and keep my eyes closed and follow my rule. Number two of the most famous rules with dealing with spirits and ghosts, get under the covers. So I got <laughs> they under can't the get covers. you under the covers, no, well, but they, they can. can. They no, can because no, they got they me. Well, that's because you weren't following rule number one. Which is what? Leave all the lights on. Oh, okay. Well, yeah, we we turned the lights off. off and that was, was our first there. mistake. Ghosts so, love the darkness. Yeah. <laughs> so I rolled over in a, at about, I think it was four o'clock or so in the morning. And I woke up because she was laying up against me and she was shaking and just like in dis- Convulsing in is how I would describe it. She was it. convulsing. And I, I didn't. I didn't know what was wrong with her. I just thought she was having a, a bad dream or something huh. because I was like, and, but, but she was like, she sounded like she's hyperventilating and I'm sitting there patting on her and I'm like, are you okay? Are you okay? Are you awake? And she just wouldn't say anything, but she's like freaking out. And then eventually she snapped out of it. And you, you want to tell them what happened? Yeah, I was like laying mostly face down with my arm over him. And all of a sudden it's like something it's like something came up behind me and was just like pushing with all its might down on my entire body. It was ah. like, I could not move. I couldn't breathe. Like I'm trying to scream. I'm like trying to wake him up. I'm like yelling his name in my head, but it oh won't come gosh. out. And Weird. I'm, like, I'm like trying to move my arm because my arm is on him and I can't do anything. And I'm like willing him in my head to wake up. And finally I start moving a little bit at a time and that's what wakes him up. And I'm like, I can hear him talking. I can hear him say, are you okay? What's wrong? Are you okay? But I can't respond. And it's like, it's just, I couldn't, like, I thought I was going to stop breathing for real. Yeah. And then finally, it like gradually loosened up and I was able to move, but I, I was just like exhausted so much at that point. I could hardly even tell him what was going on. Yeah. And it we had crazy. read, uh, like my younger brother uh, suffers from a sleep paralysis. So, you know, I'm familiar with that. I've never had anything like that happen. So that would be way too much yeah. of a coincidence for and, that to happen. And it while you're in the, while you're in the most haunted yeah. room of the yeah. most haunted I'm a city very light sleeper and I rarely have bad dreams or nightmares. Like I've never once woke him up like afraid. Have a, like I've ever. No, she never has. No. And uh, the funny thing is, is like after she calmed down, we pulled out my EVP, my Zoom record. I said, well, if we're going to do an EVP, we've already got it mad. So let's go <laughs> ahead and talk to it. So what's wait, our, what's EVP? That is an uh, electronic like voice phenomenon. phenomenon. So basically okay, okay. if you ever watch one of these ghost shows, you'll see them walking around with a handheld recorder. And what they're attempting to do is supposedly, because we love the word supposedly, what it what they <laughs> these spirits, you can't hear them audibly. But okay. recording devices, for whatever reason, apparently they they can interfere with it and create sounds that you don't hear with your ears when you're just sitting there. And okay. I know it does work. Yeah, we've actually captured some. Because I have captured one pretty clear one before, but I did that there. And was that the one where we heard the heavy? Yeah. Oh, yeah. And I recorded it after that. And I so didn't we'll hear ask anything. questions yeah. like, is someone like, here? Is someone here? What's your name? Do you want to kill me? You know, just <laughs> no. <the> important stuff. <laughs> no, please and we played it back. And it's on the Marshall House episode, if you listen to our Scary Savannah and Beyond podcast, you can hear it and it sounds like a really deep breath. It's like, yeah, but it's not uh. us breathing because I'm holding it away from me. And, you know, I know enough to know how not to breathe into a microphone. 
Yeah, you were you are just like, standing with it like yeah. this, like yeah. I'm not with it like I am right now on this, but it was uh, it was clearly something very deep, and yeah. we didn't hear it until the day after. I was too scared to listen to it anyway. I was yeah. like, I, even if it did talk clearly, I'm not listening to this until we get home. <laughs> but after that happened to her, and we thought it was over, she rolls over on her right side. I roll over on my right side. And, you know, she spooned up against me, and we go back. We're about to go back to sleep. And I see something in the corner of the room and it's still dark in here because the TV was off. You know, we didn't turn the TV off. Oh yeah, off, the TV turned itself off. But the TV had turned itself off. I assumed he turned huh. it off. And I said, did you turn the TV off? And he's like, no. And Rule the remote one, was baby. on my side of the bed, like on the table. Rule number one, baby. You never turn off so any electronics So neither one of us turned the TV off, but it was off. Yeah. So it was off and uh, there, there was a dresser, an armoire in yeah. the corner of the room. And it was probably about six, seven seven feet tall, maybe it's very tall. And I was was right beside the door to the room. And I saw something that I thought was a coat rack and it was was as tall as that. And you know, my mind isn't working right. And I'm like, why is there a coat rack over there? Did it, did did I put a coat on that? And I realized it wasn't a coat rack. It was a dark shadowy thing standing there vaguely in the shape of a human. And there's a window on the other side of the room that the lights from there's a parking deck right behind the building where people park because Savannah's got two or three parking decks and the lights from the parking deck were shining into the room, sort of filtering through the blinds. So you could Mm -hmm. sort of see a little bit of something there. And I thought that's what that was, but it, uh, that thing started moving across the foot of the bed and just moved off. And I had my eyes closed and I saw it somehow. Like I, like even with my eyes closed, I saw a shadow move and I opened my eyes. And I'm like, did you see that? And, and the way and we, he's like, yeah, the way we both know that we saw it <laughs> because I, like, I didn't say anything. No, I didn't. saw it and I just sort of leaned my head up and leaned up away from the bed and I'm looking at it. And she's like, did you see that? And, and with like, my eyes closed, yeah. I don't know how I saw a shadow move. And it was like, it woke me, like made me open my eyes. It was crazy. Yeah, it was, it was terrifying and horrible. And thanks for asking. So. <laughs> <laughs> and every place we've stayed downtown, we've had some sort of yeah. interaction yeah, with some have. sort of ghost. So that's the scariest in the sense yeah, that, that was the it most scared us legitimately. Mm-hmm. But as far as a story that might be scary beyond that, because what we say in a lot of our episodes is a lot of the stories told here are not true. Uh, it, it's embellished by storytellers. And, uh-huh. and some of these facts have been changed just to make it more entertaining because Savannah is a tourist city where the city itself is about, what, 30 minutes away from the beach, mm-hmm. right? Tybee Island, which is where we actually live. And so people will come and go to the beach. They'll go to the Savannah to walk around. We're only about an hour and a half, two hours away from Hilton Head, South Carolina. A lot of people like to go there too. And, uh, which is weird because you can literally see Hilton head if you walk out and turn to the left, but it still takes us two hours to drive there. And they want to keep these tourists here and keep them interested. So they have a lot of tour companies here. So if they weren't telling, if they were telling the truth, they wouldn't have a lot of stories to tell people as they're walking around drinking. Yeah, on your show, on on your show, you intersperse clips when you're telling the story, you'll intersperse clips of someone I assume you just found somebody uh, yeah, we and ask asked them to every tell time the story. Yeah. Yeah. And it's, uh, I have this way where I can, if I want to, I can talk to pretty much anybody and I'll get to talking with our servers mm-hmm. and uh, I'll talk to the bartenders and 
I'll just be like, you know, I, I know there's a story about this place being haunted as uh, anything ever happened to you. Do you believe in it? And then, you know, nine times out of 10, they'll tell you something. But then a lot of times they're just like, I don't believe in that. You know, well, I'd say, yeah, nine out of 10 people downtown believe in it. And like they have a house, like if they live downtown, their house is haunted yeah. too. And they just live with it. It's like, yeah, just get out of my way. I got to go serve my customers. Like yeah. they're, they're over yeah. it. What she's speaking about is there's a restaurant here called the Pirate's House Restaurant. And okay. it's one, a very old building and an interesting, and we have an episode about it as well. But an interesting story about that was, is Robert Louis Stevenson actually stayed in that house. And huh. that's where he got the idea for Treasure Island. And so if you read the book Treasure Island and near the beginning, he talks about being in Savannah. And so the pirate house was very close to the Savannah River, what still is. And they say there were tunnels underneath the pirate house that went from the pirate house and dumped off right at the Savannah River. And we're one of the largest ports on the East Coast. I mean, we're not nearly as big as some of the others, but we're a very active port city. And Savannah, you know, you get on the river and it's just a few miles out to the Atlantic Ocean. So a lot of times they would have ships that needed crews. And what they would do is they would come into Savannah and go into these bars where people would be and they'd be drinking and then they would uh, give them something more than alcohol to cause them to pass out. And they would drag the unfortunate sailors or soon to be sailors down through the tunnels and take them to the boats and force them or conscript them into working for them because they wouldn't wake up until they're back out at sea. So their options are, I'm going to work for you or I'm going to get oh tossed overboard. Oh my gosh. Yeah. And that's sort of where the term Shanghaiing came, uh, comes from because a lot of the trade at that time was with China. So, you know, if somebody's getting taken by against their will on one of these boats, that's why they right. were calling it Shang, being Shanghai. Huh. Right, so, right. So that, but they, the ghost stories of that building, they say they have a, you can hear the, the voices of the people in the tunnels you can hear the sounds of the sailors walking through the heavy boot steps inside. Cause if you go in the restaurant, it's very old and it's got the old wooden floors and it it's been around a long time. And actually one of the oldest buildings, I think the oldest think building the oldest in the building. entire state of Georgia yeah. is right on that property. Right. Huh. Beside yeah. The garden. The, the, yeah. The, the house where we actually, the herb garden, the herb garden. Yes. Herb house. It's actually part of the building that the pirate house is in, but it is extremely old in the sense that buildings in the South can be old. So yeah, yeah. Several times, and we've talked to several of the servers, and they all say that there's something there, and they just are used to it. Yeah, and it's um, I, you can literally just take out like a map of the historic district of Savannah, put your finger on anything. It can be a private residence, <laughs> and if you go there and they don't shoot you because they don't know who you are, then they'd probably be like, "Oh yeah, we got, <laughs> we got a ghost." Let me tell you something, brother. We got a ghost. You know. Yeah, actually, Monday, we're staying at a haunted place called the Forsyth Park Inn, which we've done an episode on. And a friend of ours works there. And there's a ghost there named Lottie. Yeah. And uh, she's a young ghost. Like, how old was she? Like 16? Yeah, I think she was. And she's mischievous more than malevolent. So yeah. we're not looking to get assaulted. Yeah, I like the, I like the mischievous ghosts. I don't yeah. want, you know, well, does it wish me ill will? Yeah. Yeah. Give me Foley harm. Park, the Foley, Foley House. house yeah. yeah. Had a mischievous ghost. Yeah, it turned the TV off. Well, I, well, no, I turned the TV on. It was like I woke up in the middle of the night 
and um, the TV was still on because he likes it on when he goes to sleep. And so I turned it off and well, I was trying to turn it off and I was pushing the button and pushing it and it wouldn't go off. And I'm like, maybe I'm pushing the wrong button. So I got my phone light out and looked and I was pushing the right button. I was pushing the power button. So finally I pushed it and it went off and I'm like, finally. So then I set it on the table next to the bed. And as soon as my head hit the pillow, the TV turned back on. (laughs) I was like, oh my gosh, I guess we're watching Forensic Files. That ghost was really in Forensic Files. He was. Yeah, I was watching that. Yeah. <laughs> Come on now. I need to see how he got away yeah. with it. A lot of things they do. They like to mess with electronics from what we've heard. Like yeah. every place says, yeah, they'll mess with your cameras. They'll mess with your phone. Like they'll move your charger across the room. Yeah. Or Ghosts seem to share an interest in electric devices yeah, from what we've heard. I mean, that not just limited to the ones at these places we go, but apparently that's a big deal, you know, Everywhere. worldwide as far as ghost hunting is concerned. So mm-hmm. now do you think that go because all right, me, I have never had what I would call a paranormal experience, but Good I know people. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Maybe I don't want it's one, terrifying. but, but I've met people who have. And so it makes me wonder, uh, is there certain something about certain people, uh, where there is, I don't know what it would be exactly, but is there just something about certain people where they attract or have paranormal experiences because of whatever? I don't know what. Yeah, I don't know what it is, but I definitely think there are some people who are more affected by it than others. Like, I don't know if you're just open to it. Or like you're sensitive to something? Yeah, they're or, sensitive to it. Right. Yeah. Like I yeah. tend to feel things more so than he does. Yeah. And he, I mean, he has had some, but like they seem to like gravitate more towards me. I'm pretty well. I bet the, you, yeah, you guys look for him. So I bet you have. Yeah. <laughs> well, the, the, the scientific term for me is oblivious. So Yeah, I think that's a little bit of it. Yeah. And it turns out I don't see much. Like, for example, we went, we love going to Vegas. If you followed our Twitter at all, you yeah. see that we go to Vegas. Oh, I'm and glad you said that because I was going to ask you about, we'll put yeah. that in my, I'll put that in my pocket for a second, but okay. go ahead. So just, just a short thing about Vegas, uh, Zach Bagans, who is one of the most popular paranormal investigators in the world. He's on pretty much all those ghost hunter shows and everything. Yeah, okay. For like 20 years, yeah. he's been on TV. Somehow he's a multimillionaire, I guess, now, yes, he but is. he's got a, a house there that he bought and turned into a haunted uh, museum. Museum, and so he has all kinds of cursed objects, dolls, uh, statues, pieces of. His, he's got a, an entire room dedicated to serial killers. So he's got like John Wayne Gacy's Oof. paintings. He's got and, some of the bones from oh, Charles no. Manson. Yeah. So this place. That, what I'm saying about this place is, it's obviously if there's a place where there's evil present this place is like concentrated evil Uh so we were walking through there i felt nothing i didn't i just thought i was in a normal place and then she's in here and she had immediately they have a room dedicated to jack kevorkian you know dr death yeah uh and she had an experience there yeah when we walked in that room all of a sudden i got super hot and lightheaded and i was looking around to see if anyone else was because i'm like going to take off my jacket and everything there was one other person in the room that was reacting i saw him turn into his friends he's like is it not hot it's crap in here and they're like yeah no they're fine everyone else was fine and i just could not get out of that room fast enough and they actually video people while you're on this tour and we've watched it and people in that room will pass out. Yeah. They will just fall down. It's not an isolated incident. No, and it it's happens on the to TV a lot of show. people. Sometimes they have to take them to the hospital. Like but people, we didn't know that. No, we didn't even know that beforehand. Yeah. 
You did wow. feel something in the Sorrel Weed House. Do you remember? I did. And this I just thought one it was time because I had it. a few beers, but I don't yeah, think you called the weed. Did you call it the weed house? Is that what you were feeling? Weed. <laughs> contact <laughs> high? Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> so, yeah, there's this room where they, they first take you in on the tour and it's like a, a parlor, I guess. And everyone's standing around in a circle. And we're like, I'm feeling like I'm shifting back and forth. And I thought, well, we had a drink at dinner, but I'm yeah, like, yeah, we, we don't drink much. It was not much. And then all at the end, she was like, does anybody in here feel off balance? And everybody was like, yeah. And it was because something about that room just in the, the room is level. Yeah. Yeah. yeah huh. She's like, it's not the floor. It's, you know, there's something in this room and everybody felt like they're swaying. That's kind of like you're on a cruise time, ship. Weird. That's the one time I felt yeah. something mm-hmm. other than when that thing grabbed my arm. Yeah. So, yeah. yeah you did feel that. But other than that, I'm pretty much oblivious. <laughs> you ever been, uh, you ever feel in danger when you go to play? I mean, actually what you described earlier where you have things physically contacting you. That's and the then, only like, time I felt like. Shadows rushing afraid. across the room. You're like, yeah. oh, yeah. what are you going to do to me? Yeah, the Marshall House is the only time I actually yeah. felt afraid. Well, she'll yeah. feel these presences stuff sometimes, but it's not usually something that, that scares her. Mm-mm. And she'll feel like there's something there, something touched your hair or something in the oh, Sorrel yeah. Weed House. Yeah, the Sorrel Weed House, something kept touching my yeah. hair in the basement. But I never felt scared except for at the Marshall House. Yeah. I was legitimately scared because, you know, it's fun. It's easy to talk about now, but while it was happening, it was terrifying. Yeah. So. Sure, yeah. You wanted to leave. <laughs> I wanted to go home. Well, tell me this. Why do you like to go to Vegas so much? I have a crippling gambling addiction. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Put it all no. on black. No, I'm not. No, I play craps. He plays man. craps, play which craps. is really? so random. Yeah, I tried roulette. Roulette's too random. Craps is not random, but it'll Crap. take me. It just takes a little Craps long. is not random? Well, I know there's yeah, a million. Well, there are a million things. On, I don't know how to play crap. I mean, well, I just know the barest. Is, everything's luck-based in Vegas. I mean, there's uh-huh. nothing straight up you can win just by skill. But craps involves dice, and you want a certain dice combination to roll depending on what you're betting. Whereas on roulette, you basically, no matter what you're doing, you could put it on black or you put it on red. Your best shot there is a 50 50, which is not even 50 50 because you got that green zero, right? So, yeah, there is no true uh, advantage there. But to me, that's sort of like a slot machine. You put your money down, and you either win or you lose right then. But with craps, uh, we're both huge board game. Uh, aficionados too. Yeah, we have a uh, whole have a huge, huge collection. collection of. Oh, like, I have a brother-in-law who yeah. is the same. Yeah, and it's not like sorry and Monopoly and stuff. No, these it's are, really it's called like Euro yeah, games. Really Actually, cool. that'd be hilarious if you told me like we're really in the board games. We play Mouse Trap. We play oh, Monopoly. No. <laughs> no, we, I love to play Shoots and Ladders. I throw oh, some no. Shoots and Ladders now, baby. I mean, I used to play that back <laughs> in the end. No. Some of our games take days to finish. Like we have to leave it set up oh, on the kitchen gosh. table, yeah. and that's too, like much. Yeah. that's too much. That's too much. The point with that was is that we like games that you build an engine. So yeah, you start with nothing. And you develop and you develop and sort of craps works craps like, that. like that. You want to build up your bets. So you huh. get the board covered and then you hopefully win some house money and you use the house money to start placing other bets. And then hopefully you win until you get what's called seven out. And that's when somebody rolls a seven after a point set and then you lose everything. Oh, Good yeah. We could do, we could do a whole show about this because this is fascinating to me. I know nothing about craps except you throw dice. It's really and we always fun. have that scene in movies when someone's you know hot playing craps yes, and everybody yes. they throw the dice and they're like woo 
Yeah. If you've ever watched National Lampoon's Vegas Vacation, one of the best movies ever made. That's actually I one of the very first movies I we saw. Oh, you need to oh, watch, watch it. it. No, 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 you'll want to go to Vegas after that. Yeah. I do now. I've never been. We're probably going again in April, so. Yeah. Vegas, we also love the shows and the lights. And it's just, I like the time change because it's earlier there. So you can stay yeah. up later and it's like 3 a.m. and oh. I'm still going. <laughs> like, Let's go. Well, you, okay. You had a picture and I was going to ask you about this. You had some picture on your, uh, your Twitter and it was like, I got this at a Penn Gillette show and it was a picture of you. Yeah. I, I wanted you to explain that. Uh, what that is, where you got it. What is the story behind that? Okay, so we went to the Penn and Teller show and they do magic. It was amazing. Phenomenal. Loved it. So they do magic show, you know, a magic show. And they were talking about luck in Vegas and they're like, everybody in here thinks they're lucky, but I'm going to prove to you that there's only one person in here who's lucky and I'm going to predict who it is. So he gets out this gigantic board that you saw and on the back of it, you know, it's blank and he starts... um, He's like, I'm going to ask you a question. Everybody stand up. So the whole audience stands up and he would ask a question and you pick heads or tails. So if you pick heads, you raise your hand. If you pick tails, you keep your hand down. So once he asked the question, you choose your heads or tails and teller would flip a coin. And then they had a girl on stage to verify what he wrote. Like, she was what he a flipped. volunteer from the audience. Yeah, too. what he flipped. So if she calls heads and you picked heads, you st- keep standing. So he keeps doing this and like everybody's sitting down and sitting down and I'm still standing and like halfway through, I'm like, this is weird. He can't possibly pick. I couldn't be picking correctly this long. And so it gets down to me and like six other people and he starts, you know, like weeding us out. And then it comes down to me and one other guy and he's like, okay, you got to pick something different. One of you has to pick heads. One of, one of you has to pick tails. So I looked at him and I let him pick. And he picked tails and they asked the question and it was heads, of course. And so I win and like he tells me to come up to the stage and he tells me to face the audience and start waving regally. And while I'm turned looking at the state at the people, he turns the paper, the huge board around and it's the picture of me. He had yeah. predicted that I would ah, win from the it's beginning. It's a huge character. Yeah. Like his board is probably like four foot long yeah. by two feet wide. And it's massive. Yeah. It cost a lot of money to ship it back did. to Georgia. <laughs> I was going to let him throw it away, but uh, he's no like, way. nope. No way. Because oh, they you both had signed sh- it. Yeah, Penn and Taylor both signed it too. So Yeah. You, you had to ship it? Is that what you said? Yeah, we had to yeah, ship it all the way from Vegas to Savannah. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. We can't put it on the plane. Oh, Hey, the show should ship it. They should have. Well, we tried to get That's him like when somebody it, but... gives you a car and you have to pay the taxes on yes, it. Yes, exactly. Yeah. Well, it, it was just a unique <laughs> thing. And I, I wanted her to have it, even though she would have left it. So. Yeah, so I didn't even know. Like, I was That's facing cool. the audience when he turns around the huge thing. And it's a picture of me. And I'm like, what is going on? And yeah. I turn around and see it. And so they had picked it from the beginning yeah. he said you know they already and everyone it. was cheering for her from nearly the beginning because that's he how started she got calling me aqua blonde yeah, he's my like, jacket. yeah she had on a green jacket which he saw as aqua and yeah, i guess the blonde. lighting <laughs> and so he start, and everybody starts cheering and actually played a sound clip of this on our episode where we talk about that and you can hear everyone in the crowd going aqua blonde, aqua blonde. <laughs> and uh so she won against guy who can pick whatever he wants yeah <laughs> that's not what he called him but like, that's yeah, what i'm gonna just call him. do whatever you want yeah and uh, what are you so gonna do with it story. you gonna hang it's it it's currently in our guest room <laughs> i don't know you should, uh, if you have a fireplace or something you should put it right over the top of the fireplace like a nice painting someone puts yeah. put your uh put your pen draw <laughs> your, ra- your white be... erase board drawing 
Oh, yeah, it could go in the living room, but I just feel like that would be weird, like having a giant. Yeah, <laughs> yeah she's not at all what you call vain. Well, so. <laughs> my vanity has some limits. Like, I don't want people coming in and seeing a giant <laughs> picture of me. And, like, my kids' pictures are going down the stairs, but there I'm are limits to my vanity. <laughs> I put it in the guest room there. The guests can see yes, it. Yes, <laughs> you may witness it as you sleep in my guest room. Yeah, the kids took the TV to college, so there's no TV to look at. So you can just look at my picture. Yeah, good times. Well, cool. Well, thanks for telling me some uh, some ghost stories. That's cool. And yeah. uh, for uh, just as a reminder to people who are listening, Scary Savannah and Beyond, I highly recommend it. I've listened to the show myself and will continue to listen to the show myself. It's a very good podcast, so I recommend you go listen to it. And not just listen, but uh, according to you, they'll be watching the show. So um, yes. where where do you prefer people go check out the show or what do you suggest? As far as just listening to our audio, I mean, we're on most major platforms. Um, I'm I'm really liking the Good Pods app right now that I'm using for some of the stories. But other than that, I have one that I use called Overcast, which just works easily for me. But, okay. you know, we're on Apple, we're on Spotify, we're on, you know, all the, the big Podbean. name places that you could find us. So I think that might just about wrap it up for us. Okay. Um, so that was a lot of fun. Thanks for telling me some stories. Oh, you're welcome. And uh, that was that was interesting to get to know you too. I don't know if I ever actually said your names, Brett and um, Crystal. Crystal, yeah. Yes. I don't. I don't think you're hiding that. I found it on Twitter <laughs> no. in like two seconds. Uh, yeah. not, trying to do- not trying to dox you or anything. Yeah. yeah. So what somebody tried to tell me when I told them we're starting a video podcast, they said, "Oh no, you don't show your faces. You got to get like ten thousand subscribers and say once we get to ten thousand, you show your face." And I said, "Oh, the oh, face reveal. What, what are we supposed to? What are we supposed to do? Dress up like Daft Punk or something and get up there with helmets on?" Which, I, by the way, I'm totally cool with. Uh, no, you do it. Uh, you do it. Uh, what was that old show? Like when you talk to someone and all the like the lights are out and you can't see them; they're totally in the dark. You could do it like, <laughs> like that. silhouette, and then I could disguise my voice and I'd be like, and then you disguise the voice. Yes. <laughs> Great. Oh, anyway, so thank you very much. I appreciate it. Everybody should go check out Scary Savannah and Beyond podcast if you haven't. And you can listen to all kind of ghost stories about lights and spirits and uh, and hear the locals talk about the things that they hear and see and all that scary stuff going on. So listen, thanks again. And I appreciate it. All right. Thank well, you. thank you for having us on. All right. That was Scary Beyond Savannah. I love those two. They have such a calm energy, such a peaceful, calm energy. That wonderful, that wonderful deep voice that Brett has. It was the first thing I, I bet people tell him that all the time, especially when you're speaking into a microphone like that. Incredible. I told him if I ever need, <laughs> if I ever need a voice actor, you know, I work on books. If I ever need a voice actor, I know who to call. Yeah. Uh, just before we end the show, I gotta tell you, I was I was just looking through like movie news and stuff, and I saw this headline which was hilarious to me it says why jim carrey is only making sonic movies now <laughs> which is true i guess i mean jim carrey was gone forever uh, f- forever jim carrey super hot and then at some point just disappeared and was gone and now he's back playing dr robotnik and i guess doing a great job i didn't watch sonic the hedgehog i have no idea but i was just flipping through this i thought about bringing up his news but uh I guess I am now. Jim Carrey is an interesting guy. He's like a lot of comedians. He's a little more serious in his regular and personal life than he is when he's playing his character in movies or on stage. So I think he's been going through, I think he's been going through some times 
know, the last many, many several years. But he's back to get back. He's ready to get back in the movie game, and he's doing it with Sonic the Hedgehog. But he said, and this was interesting too. He said, he said, there's something about Doctor Eggman that intrigues uh, Jim Carrey. He said in an interview that uh, Eggman is a genius combined with neglect and a sense of absolute worthlessness. Uh, while the character does allow him to use the same childlike discovery energy seen in his earlier films, Dr. Robotnik has a sense of depth and a sadness that Carrie can sink his teeth into. Wow. Dr. Robotnik played with such texture and layers with gravitas. Man, I'm going to have to watch Sonic the Hedgehog. This sounds incredible. Did he get an Oscar nomination for Dr. Robotnik and Sonic the Hedgehog? All right, anyway... That's been the show. Listen, we appreciate it. Thank you so much for watching. We'll have a new... Kevin will be, will be back next week. Okay, we'll be back to the regular format. Actually, oh, I got to tell you, we have a guest next week. Uh, we Anime Talks. Now, I'm not an anime guy. I've watched some anime, you know, in my time. But uh, we, Anime Talks has a whole show about anime. So he told me... He, he gave me some homework. So I'm going to watch something and we're going to have a little segment chatting with him. He's going to, he's actually going to sit in with us on the entire show. He's a cool guy. I think you'll enjoy that very much. In the meantime, listen, have a great week. Okay. Uh, if you'll do us a favor, if you enjoyed the show, hit that like button on YouTube. If you didn't like it, hit that thumbs down and tell us why in the comments. Okay. If you've got some spooky ghost stories, tell me in the comments. Uh, if you've got, you know, if you got something to say about anything we talked about in the show, let us know in the comments. Like it, share it, comment on it, follow the show on Spotify, rate it. Okay, if you whatever you use, you can always rate the show. Just give us a rating. We really appreciate it. And that's gonna do it. We'll see you next week.